1: which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation,
1: we thought we'd bring our prices To the lessons from the Great Coaches podcast. I've learned that you don't do it alone.
2: You learn so many different things from the, so many different coaches. That's an elite learning environment.
0: Feel is not a problem. How you deal with it is a problem. How to be resilient. How important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. To be a good coach, you've got to get more than you take. What an interesting life it is to be a leader.
1: My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to the Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us be better leaders. We started this podcast because we wanted to have better conversations with our families around the dinner table. In a social media world where the goal is often to be the star of the show, we wanted to change the conversation selflessness, leadership, and responsibility, and the people we knew who best exhibited these qualities were great sports coaches. As the podcast has grown, the great coaches we have interviewed have shared so much insight and wisdom that we decided to create episodes dedicated entirely to the lessons that have resonated with us the most. Today's episode is on the topic of motivation And it features audio quotes from a selection of coaches that we have interviewed from around the world.
3: The lessons from the Great Coaches Podcast.
1: There are many great motivation theories in psychology, from Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs to McClellan's on the three key drivers of motivation being achievement, affiliation, and power. And while these theories are convenient in that they help you group the factors that motivate people, the reality is that motivations are uniquely individual and as the coach you need to be able to understand what drives the people you are charged with leading. Here is the championship winning volleyball coach Mark Lebedew explaining why this is so important.
0: As a coach the thing that I have to find out fairly quickly is what are the individual motivations for each of the players everybody has a slightly different motivation in a lot of cases i can know at least part of that before i arrive by talking with them by talking with people they know and piecing together a few things and those motivations are wide and varied some people want to make more money some people want to go to a better league some people want to win some people want a quiet life And all teams are basically made up of some combination of all of those people. You don't want to have too many people who want a quiet life, but it is advantageous to have one or two because they don't cause any trouble. And then to just to work on the individual motivations of the players and for the most part explain to them how working together in a group, in this group in particular for this period of time, will help them to achieve their individual motivations, to find a better team, to get more money, to whatever that motivation is.
1: James Wade has played basketball in France, Spain, the Czech Republic and Belgium. and is now a championship winning coach in the WNBA. Experiencing these different cultures has amplified the learning that Mark talks about when it comes to trying to understand what motivates people. But he builds on it by saying that being open-minded when it comes to trying to understand what motivates people will help you grow as a leader. When it comes to motivation, you figure out once you get into another country that it's not always one way to do things. It's not always one way to motivate people. And you meet different types of people from different walks of life, different cultures, different backgrounds, And you have to be open-minded to each individual person, to to different cultures, and it will only help your growth as a human being. It will only help your growth as as a leader. And the reality is that motivation will go up and down, and often it has nothing to do with the results or the output. As the team leader, you will be required to manage this fluctuation in motivation. Here is rugby coach Connor O'Shea explaining his experience with this.
3: Some say it's easy when you win. It's easy when you win. Well, it's not. When you're winning, you have to keep that motivation of everyone and keep feet on the ground. When you're losing, you have to retain motivation and at times you have to give motivation and you bring that energy, even if you're feeling pretty down yourself.
1: But there must be individual willpower to sustain motivation as without it, behaviour cannot be modified to the required standard. The South African rugby coach Heineke Meyer explained this to us using an analogy with hamburgers.
2: The third thing is that which I believe you have to have the willpower because and there I use the pain and pleasure principle. So say, for example, you don't change a habit. It's very difficult to change your habit. So say I love hamburgers. If I see hamburgers as great and it's saucy and it's, I really enjoy it, I'm never going to change the, the habit. But if I see it, listen, it's gonna, I'm going to get pain. It's going to bloat me. I'm going to get heart attacks. If I'm overweight, I'm not going to see my grandchildren. Then it's gonna, I'm going to associate that with pain. And that's why, especially for young coaches, I never, ever, ever punish a guy with fitness. Because then fitness for them is, is a punishment. They need to see fitness as a pleasure. It's great to do fitness. We're going to win games in the last minute. Then they will do fitness. I never punish with fitness.
1: Charlie Walsh is one of the world's most successful cycling coaches. One of the central themes that he discussed with us was the importance of the presence of self-challenge, as this allows you to push your body beyond what it is comfortable doing, as this is where you're able to modify what you are capable of.
3: Got to be very clear about where you where you want to go and how you're going to get there. That's our job as a coach. If the athlete does not see that picture, It's difficult for them. Ultimately, it comes down to the very simple thing, except the fact that uh, self-challenge is critical. And I remember reading early in the piece that if we want to modify the body, you subject it to stress, chronic stress. So if it's lovely in training, the body says, oh, I like that, and I will stay like that. You actually have to severely challenge the body. Now, the mind is no different to the body. You must challenge the body. We all like to be comfortable. That's, That's why we have the standards of living that we do nowadays because of this pursuit of trying to make things more comfortable. We make things more comfortable for our children. I'm not necessarily sure we're getting the outcomes we would want, by making it too comfortable for them because you're taking away this capacity for self-challenge. And as terrible as it is to say, the more severe the challenge, sometimes the better it is. But it's not just challenge for the sake of challenge. It's managed challenge. So we've got to see and you've got to, as a coach, you've got to work with your athletes to severely challenge them and then you will give them some sort of feedback generally particularly when I was say, walking, working with the footballers, I would, they would challenge, but then I would go back and you all would always look for something positive out of what they have done. It may be a minuscule thing because they've put themselves through a fair amount of torment, but that minuscule thing is maybe just all they need that, to say to them, that was worthwhile, now we can go on to the next step.
1: John Hamlet coaches ultra marathon runners and with a background in the army brings an uncompromising approach to his leadership. Here, John talks about how he learned that it is not possible to be the internal motivation for your athletes.
2: But I learned a lot from him. He as an athlete was too dependent on me. I had to move away working obviously in the intelligence and I tried to keep him going, but it just bailed out. Now, this was, could have been a super athlete, could have really been a super athlete, but purely because he was so reliant on me as coach, I was almost his internal motivation. I was keep knocking on his door, keep him going, and this was a mistake. And I saw that never would I do that again as a coach. I would never in terms of, and even in my management structure, when I finally became a colonel, I applied that same principle. I said, never will I be the center of attraction. I will be I will, be the, I will be the, I would say not the motivator, sure, I can motivate a little bit, I will, but I'll be the enabler. I must be the enabler and they must be having that internal self-discipline and occasionally push the button to get the motivation. However,
1: while you can never be the internal motivation for the athlete, you can find the line where you inspire them. And this was something the World Cup winning cricket coach, Gary Kirsten, spoke to us about.
2: I do think we play for someone that inspires us. The question is, how do we inspire? I think there's a lot of different ways that a leader can inspire people. But if you can get to that space where you are inspiring people, I think it's a very powerful place because that, that idea or that concept of playing for someone I think is a very powerful concept.
1: The motivation of elite athletes is a special thing, though. They make amazing sacrifices in the pursuit of goals that are beyond the reach of most normal people. When you come across this type of motivation as a coach, you are in a very fortunate position to be able to partner with them on their journey. Here is swimming coach John Rudd with the final word on motivation.
2: There's, there's times when it's tough. There's nothing particularly glamorous about burying your face in chlorinated water for 20 hours a week. That notion of deferred gratification what you give up now in other aspects of your life, not give up, but change or uh, make small sacrifices so that the the life experience that you can have because of what it is that you're doing is so more rounded and whole and special than that which a regular person might achieve who doesn't commit to something in this particular way. That for me is the drive and the intrinsic motivation for them to do what it is that they do. And ultimately what they're seeking is the knowledge of how good they are so that when it's the day to hang up their swimsuit and say, that's it, I'm done, they can honestly look in the mirror and say, I know how good I was and not have any element of frustration of not knowing Because there's no time machine to go back and put it right.
1: We hope you enjoyed our episode on motivation and found one or two things that you can bring to your own dinner table, locker room or boardroom table for discussion. The key lessons I have taken away on the topic of motivation from our interview guests are it's important to take the time and determine what motivates each individual. Motivation requires willpower and will ebb and flow regardless of the results. Motivation must be self-driven and where it is not, intervention from the coach should be to inspire, not substitute for the individual's drive. And where the individual's motivation has lapsed, do not be afraid to step back as a coach. Here at the Great Coaches podcast, we are always listening and trying to reflect and learn. So please let us know if you have any feedback. Just like Chris Goodman, who after listening to our John Rudd episode said, Great coaches enable sports people to be better people. Thanks, Chris. The interaction with the people around the world who listen gives us great energy. And so if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. All the details on how to connect with us are in the show notes or on our website the great